Hello. Hi. You thought we'd try it this way this time, didn't you? I guess it's more direct. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of me calling you, it not working, and then you calling me back, right? Yeah, yeah. And I figured, I thought maybe you were waiting for me to do it or something since we went no, a couple of minutes you know, over. I was just trying to wrap up the dogs. I, I just okay, let them outside. No I want to let them outside before I get settled in. Um, one of them is not in here. Hold on one second. Bella, come. Okay. Okay, lay down, girl. Go on. Go lay down. Yeah. If they're not in here, they'll sit outside the door whining. So just make sure they're in here. So attached. They really are. (laughs) And, I mean, my wife is here all day long, so they get used to her being here. But I do the feeding and the letting out and the walking so they have, uh, it's, we just play different roles, and so every time we, every time I come in the office to do my podcast, it's like they, they know that that's podcast time, so they just come in here and lay down with me. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> you need a minute or two, or? No, I'm good. I, we just, I just, I was ready. I was ready. I'm glad you called. Okay, cool. Cool. I almost forgot about this tonight, so I have an alarm <laughs> in my phone. <laughs> So it, it reminded me like 20 minutes ago. I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, it's Sunday night. Sunday night. <laughs> so um, I was just listening to your, like I caught the first 30 seconds of your uh, your music that you sent to me. Oh, so yeah. I have to listen to it again <laughs> okay. later. I, I'm excited about it. I, so far, I like the opening. I like the beginning. The 30, first 30 seconds, I, I'm loving okay. it. Okay. No, so that's on my brother. Good. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you singing, though. Oh, that's me singing, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. So um, we are going to continue with episode eight. Yes. Which is got to get our freaky geek on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get us started right away. Okay. All right. You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. We are continuing. It's it's Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Hi. Great to be back. And myself, Scott. We are continuing our conversation on Freaks and Geeks. We are up to episode eight, and this one is called Girlfriends and Boyfriends. Um, I had to refresh my memory on this one. I had to read the synopsis of it a little bit because I haven't seen a lot, uh, several of these for... Maybe a year, a year, maybe a little longer. Um, I went through like the whole series on my DVD set 
not too long mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, and you, you've seen them more than I have. I, I've only seen most of them. I've only seen once. There's only yeah. a couple I've seen more than once. But yeah, I keep refreshing. But then once you remember, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of that gag parts of it come back. Now they may not always come back in order, and that's why I feel like sometimes on the shows I'm jumping around, you know, from mm-hmm. uh, from part to part. But it's it's kind of weird because they have two, like they usually have two storylines going in every episode it's either mm. fo- it's either focused around sam neil and bill or it jumps over to uh Lindsay and her group of friends you know the, the freaks so it's either yeah. the freaks or the geeks whichever one yeah they're... it's interesting because not a lot of shows do that kind of thing where you have really two groups of friends and there's always some kind of parallel storyline going on with each of them but uh right no, it, it keeps your interest because it's it's not just one joke. It's it's two. It's not just one humiliating moment. It's it's at least two because then you've got a lot of uh, secondary characters involved, you know? Right. So I'm trying to remember some of the stuff. Um, I remember like the main storyline was uh, Lindsay and Nick. Yes. Um, and of course, there's always... Cindy, Cindy Sanders was a, like, uh, Sam's, uh, love interest throughout the whole series. Yes. And, um, so they have the two storylines there. They have Sam, Sam and Cindy and Lindsay and Nick. And, uh. But, but Sam and Cindy at this point, he's still just kind of lusting over her as the perfect girl. Right. And she's his, she's, (laughs) confiding in him about the crush she has on on Todd the jock and you know he's pretending to be uh um you know he's in the friend zone he's pretending to be her sounding board when really he's crazy about her so right he's trying to win over her confidence really yeah and yeah and in this episode kind of (laughs) really really takes it to extremes to try and find a way to spend more time with her so yeah yeah, it's an interesting relationship that he's trying to build there. <laughs> but I, you know, again, I know you said you relate to Lindsay in a lot of ways, and I relate to Sam yeah, in a absolutely. lot of ways. Uh, you know, I, ha- I had I had the cru- a couple of crushes on girls that I felt were probably like out of reach for me. So I kind of understand where Sam is coming oh. from, like his, you know. Because I was, I really was like in freshman year, man. I was, I was just like Sam. I was little and twerpy and and hadn't developed. Sophomore year was totally different. I had, you know, physically, I I I grew up, you know, mentally. Well, that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's somewhat easy to relate to both because I think everybody at some point in their life is that out of place geeky kid. Mm. And it could be, you know, a year later, two years later, three years later, you are more the, you know, the one who's too cool for everybody, you know, that it just, things change really quickly when you're growing into your, you know, adult self. So, Mm. so I, I get that. I can relate to both. I was a Sam. I was this tiny little girl that, you know, everybody else grew up two years faster than me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yet I was absolutely Lindsay at one point. So, and, mm-hmm. and that same year. So, so I, I get it. I get both of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I mentioned before, Chrissy always kind of felt like she related more to Lindsay 
because my wife is very bright. She's she's a very smart person, and but she wanted right. to hang out with those, you know, the partiers. She wanted to have a good time. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were the fun yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they were the ones who had parties and boyfriends and that kind of thing. Right. And you know, the geeky kids were still just you know sitting home watching television. So you kind of want to move into that realm, but you have to sacrifice a little bit for it because you know it's just everybody's troubled. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And um yeah, but uh well this the relationship between her and Nick, I think this is where it's he starts to get really embarrassingly obsessive. And uh, you know, she likes him and I think she felt like he she, he was her entree into this crowd because he had a little crush on her. Right. Uh but at, like you can only hold up you can only hold up that end of the bargain for for so long before you know you can see she's sitting there saying to herself how did I get into this relationship with this guy I, I don't even know if I like him. <laughs> well, let me, let me uh, I'm gonna go a little off uh, our usual way of doing things. Okay. So just just stand by and and listen for a second. Stand by. It's coming. Can you hear it? I hear it. I quite hear it. Am I allowed to laugh? Yes. You know, Lindsay? (laughs) (laughs) Lady, when you're with me, I'm smiling. Uh, When you're with me, I'm smiling. Give me me all your love. All, All your love. This is probably one of the most awkward moments. Uh, oh, so in, awkward! Like in, in these in these little sitcoms that we see all the time, I'm gonna let it play in the background. I don't know if you can still hear it or not. I can still hear it. It okay. actually is kind of loud. Is it really? Okay. I'm gonna, I'll turn it down. Yeah, I mean, he does get a little worse at, at moments in the uh, in, in the future when he kind of does his own version of writes his own version of this. <laughs> oh, right. Which, yeah, which I, we can go into some other uh, time. I won't yeah, no, that, that we have to wait till the, that episode yeah. comes up because it's pretty good yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this just, oh, but he—it's such a great performance by Jason Segel, where he's just so <laughs> desperately wanting to express himself to yes. her, and she's trying so hard to figure out whether he's just like getting into like serial killer range you know range or something like she's heard about how obsessive he's been and he followed his other girlfriend to her new house in a new neighborhood or something i don't know i forget right. what the like the he, it, it was. got weird like he got weird with another an ex-girlfriend or something where he like i don't know ended up breaking into her house or something like that and yeah I, yeah I, I, it, 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 he was uh yeah and daniel was telling Lindsay, you know Go easy on him or something like that. Yeah, don't break his heart. Yeah, don't break his heart. He's really on you. He's a really he's a really good guy, but he has this weird thing. <laughs> yeah, that he does oh, when man. he's in love. <laughs> and but, honestly, uh, I can kind of relate to that. I, I've had you know I've I've had the uh, emotions of songs be uh, be my like my conduit. It's like the only way I can tell somebody that how I felt about him back then. Um, 
But I, I, because I can't, I can't express it myself. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like I can't, yeah. I can't write okay. these types of uh, romantic lyrics. Although this one is a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's a short song too. It's only like two minutes long, two and a half minutes long. Mm. Huh. Um, well, you know there aren't that many like hard rock love songs that you, you know they're usually kind of going off and screaming about stuff. Uh, and that, there are a few you know power love ballad type things, but they they do tend to lean toward the corny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny that it's mostly the guys singing to the to the girls that are. That mm. these are so cheesy and corny. Uh, I mean, you look at the late '80s, the power love ballads that were in the late '80s from some of the <laughs> some of the glam metal metal uh, groups. You know, I mean, there's some really really good ones. Yeah, that was not my thing. The headbanger uh, love songs were just. Yeah. Like, in fact, I remember I remember severely um, insulting some girl at a at a wedding show. Um, because the band started playing like some stupid headbanger song and I, <laughs> I made a rude comment about it and like four girls turned around and gave me dirty looks at once. Right. Oh, but, it like, was probably like, Oops. is Sorry. this, is this love by white snake? It's yeah, I probably, <laughs> I, they're not coming come to me, which one it was, but whatever year it was, it was a, it was a popular song. And I was like, it's like something by like poison or something did there oh. one headbanger love song and i announced it during the <laughs> during the playing of the song at the you know at the wedding expo and all the girls who picked that song looked, looked turned around and looked at me and gave me this nasty i'm gonna kill you well like every rose has its thorn maybe that was it yeah maybe well, that was it that's a good one i mean that's I was just like <laughs> not not really a good one it's a, it's just a uh it's a good example of the power ballad love songs so and this like this that stick song lady is kind of like the precursor to a lot of those power love ballads. Yeah, I so would agree. When he when he gets her down in the basement, mm. <laughs> and she's like expecting something weird anyway. I think she she kind of had it. She always has that that like uh, look on her face of uh. like oh god here where where are we going with this. You know, <laughs> where yeah, it's true because I going? think she got she got into this relationship really for the wrong reasons, right. just you know hoping well maybe it'll work out and it just got worse. Yeah, you know he just got obsessive and and uh, clingy and needy and uh, weird, and okay. this was just a weird moment. Her motivation. So so Nick was a sad puppy. Yeah, that's a good description. Okay, her motivation was the sympathy, uh, sympathy relationship. Well, she you, also had like, Marshall go, Daniel because he was the cool, good-looking one, you know. Right, but she she had the sympathy for Nick because if you go back a few episodes, even in the first episode, he, she was trying to kind of console him for being, you know, he had the drum set and they they continued that relationship, tried to tried to build a little bit on it. And, um, you know, it, it seemed like it was always a, a relationship out of sympathy, sympathy on, on Le, uh, Lindsay's part. You know, he was kind of into her, 
but she was just kind of into the group. <laughs> yeah, and kind of drifted but, into yeah. because he was her like advocate, like oh she's cool, let yeah. her hang out, you know, get her, get off her back, him, that and kind then, of thing. And then she just tried to cheer him up that one time because he was like really like down and felt like he was he was going to have to go to military school or something like that. And she kissed him, and that was like that was it. Then then it was. Yeah. Then she was his girlfriend, and yeah. she was kind of like, "How did that happen?" Yeah. I didn't really mean it. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of, I can kind of relate to that a a little bit. Not not so much. Um, I don't know. Around the time of like tenth or eleventh grade, I kind of felt like, um, that that like guys kind of just like popped up out of the woodwork and decided that they wanted they that they liked me. Like, it wasn't even anybody that I knew. It was like, you know, somebody would come up to you and say, hey, David from blah, 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 thinks, he, thinks you're cute. He wants to go out with you. I'm like, who? <laughs> David who? And it was always kind of like, yeah, yeah, you have to go out with him. You know, like, like it, there was like social pressure to mm. not <laughs> turn down somebody who was part of that cool-ish yeah. group. I never totally, like a top tier yeah. cool person. So I ended up kind of going out with a few guys like I didn't. Before they asked me out, I didn't even know, know who they were. I didn't have class, so I didn't even know them. And, you know, you keep, keep saying to yourself, is this the way this is supposed to happen? I, I don't, is this how other people have boyfriends? I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah, see, that's, <laughs> I, I, the way you're describing that, I, I kind of feel like that's how it was for me in like, uh, maybe seventh grade. Uh, you know, you, you had the, the pressure from so I, I moved to Southern California I'm this is a little tangent here I moved mm. to Southern California in, in when I was in fourth grade mm. and um, Southern California is it's kind of frustrating how how clicky it is there I don't know if it's just that Southern California vibe or if it's if that's all if that was what it was like all over the place. I have I only have the experience that I got to experience. Mm -hmm. But when I was in Chicago, you know, I was with the 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 group of kids that everybody kind of liked to hang out with. When I moved to California, I was an outsider. And oh, that's that, no and and no, it's not no, it's not any fun. So it took several years to get up to a point to where I was somewhat accepted into that clicky, uh, cool guy group. And I could name every one of the cool guys that, <laughs> and that, and yeah, I, I could totally go into that <laughs> <laughs> and, and lay into them a little bit too, because they were kind of dicks. Uh, but I won't mention any names, I promise. Uh, so anyway, okay. I just remember, you know, learning, to be part of that, wanting to be part of that group, and by like there was there was a certain group of guys that were the 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 cool clique, and then there were a certain group of girls that were the cool clique, and so one of the girls in the cool clique liked me a little bit, so I was able to like squeeze my way in, you know. Okay. But then you figure out that everybody's just it's all just a facade anyway, and it was just stupid. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Mm. I can't remember now. Um, <laughs> that just that pressure yeah. to go out right. with no, that, the, uh, another exactly. cool person, yes. even if it's somebody you don't even know if you like. Right. You know, I it's could, just 
I could name that girl. There yeah, was, I could name a couple could, of guys like that around that time. I could name that girl that that the rumor was that she liked me, but and so I thought, oh, I, you know, okay, she's cute. I I could do that, yeah, but we had, I guess like we gotta had do no, it. Yeah, you know, like there was. Have to be. <laughs> I'd been going to school with her for about since fourth grade, so this is like seventh, maybe eighth grade, and suddenly we're like I. I've known her all this time, but I've never had any interest in her mm. until she showed interest in me because she was one of the cool girls. And, you know, so, yeah, you always feel you have that pressure to to uh, to get into that group. Huh. Yeah. And it's so it all feels so, so false and so unnatural, you know, and yeah. so forced. That's that's why, like, when I turned like like 15 and mm. I met that first guy where I really actually liked him, and it, you know, and it, and there was this huge mutual attraction. It was like a freaking piano fell on my head, hmm. you know, with all, because everything had just felt so unnatural and so forced until then. You know, it's yeah. like boy, the word boyfriend was like, oh yeah, I gotta go stand next to that guy that I don't even know, <laughs> and like you know. Have an awkward kiss goodbye at in front of the buses that, you know, all the other kids are going to watch. It was just torturous. It was weird and torturous. Oh, my God. You just made me think of, of, I I don't know what episode it is, but Millie, when she is uh, kissing her boyfriend, and Millie is the straight-laced Christian, very the neighbor. But there's one, one little piece of the episode where she is like, uh, kissing some boy that she met at church camp or something like that. That's such a funny little moment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, this awkward. There's definitely some awkward stuff going on in the pre-high school stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe even early high school for some of the boys. Yeah. I think, like, you know, they you've heard all over you, all your life. You know, girls mature faster than boys. Totally agree with that. Okay. Um, by maybe a like in in that year in those years uh, those early teens, I think the girls mature a little bit faster than the boys by maybe a year. But then, oh, yeah, see, but then I was things like, start uh, to uh, start to kind of level out as high school goes on. Yeah, I I guess so. See, around that time, I felt well, like the the real beginning of high school, the end of middle school. Um, I was. In my head, I was very mature and kind of brooding, like bohemian poet. You know, like I was probably um, much more adult than most other kids. Okay. But physically, I looked like two years younger than I actually was. Okay. So I was like, the, looked like this little baby, and but my brain was going like ten million miles a minute. You know, wanting to be so much further into you know the world than I than anybody who looked at me ever thought that I would be. So it was very frustrating. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very frustrating. And especially when um <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but my best friend since I was like um um in second grade, she matured faster I me mean, physically faster than anybody. She she suddenly got like these boobs like crazy like crazy big like 
in sixth grade and was like oh, the, and was that. this very gregarious yeah. friendly girl all, always a big huge laugh she was that kind of girl and me like i said i was this introspective little little bohemian brooding you know poet um who looked like i was still a fourth grader and for a while that was hard <laughs> that was hard to deal with like lori just like turned into this bombshell and i was way behind yeah you know uh i remember there was there was definitely certain people that, mostly girls, you know, you, you don't realize the, the maturity of the guys because I think with the maturity of girls, it's it's obvious, like, out front, mm. right? It's out front. It's the boobs. I mean, yeah. you start, they there's start developing. People. Yeah, there's some girls <laughs> that develop early, and uh, I, I can remember a couple, you know, that, that had that <laughs> reputation of, I'm like, oh, wow, they... they uh, they had boobs in sixth grade that most of the other girls did not have. So they, they kind of stood out, right? Literally. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, literally, literally, they stood out in the crowd. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that, this is so, a big tangent. I think we're going. <laughs> it's a tangent, but you know what? Sorry. This is, yeah, this but it is. is it's relative about, to all this stuff that happens in this series. Right. When you're talking about boyfriend, this, the, the title of this episode is girlfriends and boyfriends. And you can't just jump right into high school girlfriends and boyfriends without talking about some of the preliminary stuff from mm-hmm. your your seventh eighth grade experiences because it kind of it kind of you know it laps over into your high school years and you're changing so much everybody everybody's changing their their uh, their attitudes and and their maturity levels are all changed their minds are all changing so I, I think it's relevant. It may be a little bit. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Um, yeah, it's true. So let's and we're, jump, we're, jump. Go ahead. We we covered kind of Nick and Lindsay's relationship. Let's jump mm-hmm. over. To, let's jump over to uh, Sam. What was yeah. going on with Sam and <laughs> Sam and Cindy and Bill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode is really kind of. It's got a. It's got a really funny part in it. So, yeah, it's got um, another weird little moment. They just like pull out the most embarrassing thing that could possibly happen to you, and they, make you relive it. It's like in <laughs> every episode, you, yeah. they they pull one little moment out of life. You're like, oh god, I can't believe that. Yeah, happened. like please yeah. don't ever let that happen to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, they're in lab class together, or the science class together, and it's Cindy and Sam and Neil and Bill, and and so they get they get partnered up with certain people. Well, Bill gets partnered up with Cindy, even though mm-hmm. Sam has had a crush on Cindy forever. You know, he was really hoping to get partnered up with her to do yeah. some more. Yeah, um, didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so Cindy is partnered up with Bill, and they're like, well, let's do a study together, Cindy says to Bill. She's, like, Cindy is, like, the sweetest, nicest person, too. Yeah, how, I never character. really decided. Was she being like flirtatious with him a little bit though? With with Billy, it's kind of hard to tell. It is hard to tell. I think she was just overly nice to everybody. Um, okay. She, I mean, she was really nice to Sam. I think I, you always kind of felt like she had a thing for Sam. Yeah, which in um, the end, yeah, she and, admitted that she did. Right, and you learn that as the as the episodes go on. 
Um, but she was just really nice to like every person that she came in contact with. If you look at her character. So, yeah, she did the, get weirder as time went go, went on, though, when she kind of let her true colors fly there <laughs> for the end. Yes, she did. Yes. She, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally understand where you're going with that. And we'll talk we'll talk about that more once we get down to that episode. Okay. So this one, she's she's partnered up with Bill uh, in science class, and they go to her house, and they're, like, in her room, and, and Bill's sitting on the bed, and she's sitting on some chair. Mm-hmm. And she goes to stand up, and it makes a a sound. Yeah. And she blames it on the chair, but blames the but, chair. And but Bill <laughs> he doesn't buy it. Yeah. But Bill thinks she <laughs> farted, like totally blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, there was one. Uh, oh man, what was the what was the line? There's a there's a line because after this experience, you know, Bill went back to Sam and Neil, and he's like, she. Oh my God, we were we were there, and she was on the chair, and she farted, and they were both like, "Well, it could have been the chair." He's like, "No, I tried like several different presents," and they show yeah, him, they you know, he's like, like, he's like, he's trying like to stand trying up. He's to like, get the chart, the chair, to make the noise yeah. again to see if that's what it was. I think he was hoping <laughs> desperately to, to, <laughs> <laughs> so, to be able to blame it on the chair. Yeah, yeah. like this doesn't happen to women, right? So he's uh, he he's telling Sam and Neil about it, and they just don't believe it. But uh, man, it's it, it's a funny little quirky little scene. It and, is. But she denies it, so it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> she makes like it never happened anyway. Yeah. And Neil at one point says, well, "You know that that's kind of that's kind of girl you want anyway. I mean, you can't be just you can't just get married and lay in bed and not be able to blast. Yeah, never fart again. Yeah." <laughs> I know it's Sam is appalled. He's like, you can't fart in front of a woman. (laughs) It's a funny little scene. It's not. It It is like that. That that part of the show kind of took like totally took a backseat to uh, Nick and Lindsay's whole situation Mm -hmm. that was going on. So anyway, um, let me mention a couple other songs that are in here in this. Okay. Because I know we like, I always like to talk about the, you know, the music that's involved with this. And we already talked about um, Lady, which is classic. And then Love and Touch and Squeezin'. I can't remember where it was. I had it on in the background just a second ago. I don't know if it'll. Yeah, I kind of heard it a little bit. Yeah. Okay, it might pick up. Nights in White Satin. Oh, yeah, that's a real party (laughs) burnout song. Breathe deep the gathering gloom. <laughs> Watch lights fade from every room. Uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the rest of it. I used <laughs> well, to know. I used to know. I used to know that whole little thing. Uh, eh. Something, something with beck and lament. Another day's useless energy spent. Cold-hearted orb rules the night. Deep, deep man. <laughs> the kind of thing. Let me just like yeah, <laughs> pass the doobies. <laughs> Nights in white satin. Ah, uh, it's a, actually it's kind of a cool tune. If you know, it has some stuff. Uh, Whipping post by the Allman Brothers is in there. Love and touch and squeeze and journey, and then of uh-huh. course like I or we already mentioned a couple times, Lady by Sticks. So those are the four that they mentioned in the in the uh-huh. uh, the booklet. So um, yeah, what a great it, it's it's a fun episode. It 
it continues to, to show the relationships between all the characters, uh, the boy, you know, Nick and Lindsay developing their relationship to where it won't oh. end. Yeah, uh, spoiler, like crash spoiler alert! Yeah. It's not going to end nicely. <laughs> well, not bad. Like it does, it doesn't get ugly or anything, but it just doesn't. It's not a. Yeah, but it's yeah. kind of bad. You know, you feel kind of bad for him. So. Yeah. Well, Nick is kind of pathetic anyway. Like well, through, like he's got that pathetic kind of a vibe to him. It's I guess he tries to branch out a little in the end, but you know. Oh, and, but, well, I can't wait to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> the final episode is really classic. I love it. Mm. Nick Nick plays a very huge part in the final episode. Um, <clears throat> is either final episode or second to last episode? It's very very close to the end. So yeah, anyway, what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, you know, it's all about the groove line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the we'll uh, get to that one. Yeah. So that's let's wrap that one up. Um, okay. that was girlfriends and boyfriends. Excellent, excellent episode, episode eight. Um, so we will continue next topic. Uh, with We've Got Spirit, Episode 9, which is uh, kind of a funny, quirky one, too. So that is all for tonight. Uh, thanks for joining me, Suzanne. That was a lot of fun. Oh, and sure. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Please check us out at bonsairetroclub.com and uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and and all the other social media things I think, you know, Dave kind of keeps up on Instagram sometimes. Um, mostly, mostly I think Twitter's our most, uh, used social media platform. And, uh, Suzanne is at Suze Mataboni. And, uh, then you have Rose who is at eighties music girl. And I am eighties auto reverse. Yeah. We had, we had a little bit of an eighties thing going on for a while there. And Dave, is, Dave, of course, manages the main Bonsai Retro Club uh, feed. So. Yeah, we are kind of 80s heavy, I guess, but what the heck? Yeah, you know, but that's our, that's our generation. And yeah. It's okay. I mean, that's what it's all about, I'm, right? I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right, everybody, be excellent to each other and have a good uh, whatever. Take care, Suzanne. Okay, bye.
This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel Hey, Bonsai! Bonsai!